Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father and our God, tonight we come before you. And we ask, oh Lord, that tonight as we sit at your feet, that you reveal secrets. You reveal the secrets to walking with you, the secrets of serving you, the secrets of enjoying who you are and what you have done. Father, tonight we just trust you. We thank you for all that you have done and all that you will do. We glorify you, my Father. Father, we thank you for everybody who's joining tonight, and we pray that you grant each one a miracle, the miracle of revelation, the miracle of insight, the miracle of wisdom, the miracle of encouragement, and Father Almighty God, miracles in general. Glorify your name, Father, in Jesus' most holy name. Speak as you have determined to. Holy Spirit, we yield totally to your ministry. In Jesus' most holy name. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we've been on a journey for a, a few weeks on how to have a healthy heart. And tonight we're going to bring this phase of that journey to a close. And last week we started speaking about the element of the role that praise and worship plays in having a healthy heart, in having a really healthy heart. And so we're going to continue that. We're going to speak about that and we're effectively going to bring this session of that journey to a close and we're we're looking at something really interesting it's something that the bible encourages us to do um ladies and gentlemen so one of the things we want to look at is so let's dive right in and this is something that the bible encourages us to do and this is something that has great impact in our walk with uh, the Lord, it can be easily misunderstood. And so it's something that I think we should really grapple with, especially with the kind of season we find ourselves in where we really need the Lord. And so tonight we're looking at the element of praise and worship, that we're looking at worship and we're looking at the element of thanksgiving. And thanksgiving, giving thanks is something that that we are encouraged to do pretty much at all times. And so let's have a look at a few scriptures and we will start and then we'll look at Thanksgiving in action. And, and hopefully by the time we're finished, ladies and gentlemen, that by the time we're finished, you will realize that you actually really are on the winning side, that God has your back. God has been kind to you and God will come through for you. And so let's begin. And so as we do so, let's look at two scriptures that speak directly about thanksgiving and, and they're encouraging us. And so the first scripture that we're going to turn to, ladies and gentlemen, is the book of Ephesians chapter five. And we're going to have a look at verse 20. That is Ephesians 520, verse 20. I will read it from the King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible says the following giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we should giving, that the, the phrase in verse 20 says, giving thanks in all things. Now, to give that some context, ladies and gentlemen, I'll, I'll read what um, some of the verses that went before. So it, it will give it, um, it will give it some context, okay? And I'll read from verse 15. And so we're reading Ephesians 5, 15, and we'll stop at verse 21. Okay, the Bible says the following. See then that you walk circumspectly. I am reading from the King James Version of the Bible not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. That describes 
some of the circumstances we can see in the physical. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. So when you are filled with the spirit, the following happens. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then we come to our focus verse, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 21 says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And so the, the Bible encourages us that for all things, but it's not just an empty, let's just thank God for all things. The Bible speaks very clearly that we should be filled with the spirit. That means let the Lord fill our hearts. And then based upon that, one of the outcomes of that is that we will speak to ourselves in we will speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs where you're actually speaking life one to another you're speaking about the lord you're encouraging one another you're speaking about your journey with the lord but then the bible says giving thanks always and thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, that is something that is really valuable to the Lord. And it's something that we've got to remember. Now, again, this is really key to having a healthy heart. The Bible says, giving thanks always for all things unto the Lord and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Very interesting. And so we're going to have a look at that but let's look at another scripture that speaks about that and then we'll break it down a little bit please turn in your bibles ladies and gentlemen to first thessalonians 5 18 first thessalonians 5 verse 18 the bible says the following again i'll read a couple of verses to give it context and i'll read from verse 16 and, I, and we'll get to verse 18 and, and i'll continue a little bit beyond that the Bible says, rejoice evermore. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Verse 19, quench not the spirit. And then it says, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Verse 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. And the Bible goes on. But the focus verse that we want to look at is verse 18. So in verse 18, the Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So in Ephesians chapter 5, reading from verse 20, the Bible says, at all times and for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to, the God, the, to, to God the Father. Ladies and gentlemen, we are encouraged that in all situations, we are meant to give thanks. Now think about this. That does not say that when you're giving thanks, you are thanking God for breaking a finger or you're thanking God for breaking an elbow or you're thanking God for someone stealing your car. You are giving thanks in that because you realize that God is in control. Notice the Bible says in, in Ephesians 5.20 that you're giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's understand what that means. So we're, I'm going to, let, we're going to go gently through the scriptures as, as we go through. When the Bible says, give thanks in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, listen to what Jesus said about what God has done on his behalf. Please come with me to John chapter 16, and I'll read from 14 
to 15. Jesus speaking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He says, he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. And then he says in verse 15, all things that the father hath are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Meaning when Jesus said, the Lord has placed within me, the Lord has given me, literally conferred on me by inheritance and by victory, everything that concerns mankind. I have been entrusted with ensuring that mankind freely gets what God has won for them. That is why when he said in John chapter 14, and I'll, I'll go slowly so, we, so we, we can grab it. John 14, reading from verses 12 to 14, Jesus says the following. John chapter 14, verse 12 to 14, the Bible says the following. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So Jesus is saying that when you ask anything of the Father, when you say, Lord God, I want you to be this in my life. I want you to be provider. I want you to be healer. I want you to be strength. Jesus said, because you've asked the Father in my name, he will grant it to you because of that. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when you now give thanks in all situations, because of what Jesus has done, we realize that when you are giving thanks, irrespective of what the circumstances look like, the outcome of this situation, whatever situation you are facing, will be good because God, your Father, is in control. Therefore, and, and that's what, and so we're going to explain thanksgiving in a moment. And so the Bible says, in all things, give thanks. And then the Bible says, for all things, give thanks. What is the Bible saying? And, and it's a very simple, simple, uh, it's, it, it sounds very simple. And when, you, when we explain it, it will, it, will, it will be key. The Bible speaks about giving thanks in all things and for all things. That means that sometimes when things go haywire, and when things are going great, the Bible says, give thanks. I'm going to pause there, ladies and gentlemen, so we can take our declaration. And so let's take our declaration. It's 714. Oh, Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves and we pray. We seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins, and heal our land. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's make the declaration. We declare that our land is healed in the name of Jesus. And please, ladies and gentlemen, say a really big amen wherever you are. We really need our land to be healed. And it doesn't matter where you're listening to this, anywhere in the world, we need our land to be healed. We need it to be healed. We need God to break through. We're going to see that. And so let's do a very, very quick recap. The Bible says two, our two base scriptures, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. That's our base scripture. That's our first one. And where it says, the Bible says the following. Let me just pull that up. So we can go there, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. And the Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Ephesians 5, 20, the Bible says, at all times and for everything give thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. And so there must be a reason. There must be a reason that if I'm going through a nightmare, I've lost a loved one, 
I've lost a job. I'm, I'm, I'm found myself in really challenging circumstances. The Bible says, give thanks. It's countercultural, ladies and gentlemen. You don't necessarily give thanks when things go haywire. And interestingly, we do not necessarily give thanks when things are going well. Sometimes we just move on to the next problem. And so you pray for a very long time and all of a sudden you are married. The next thing is, Lord, well, I'm married, but I don't have children. So it's miserable. No, the thing is, the Lord says in everything, give thanks for everything, give thanks. And there is a reason. So Thanksgiving must do something. And so let's see what Thanksgiving does. Come with me, ladies and gentlemen, please to Psalm 100, and we're going to read from verse 4. Actually, Psalm 100 is not long, so I'm going to read the whole thing. The Bible says, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible first, Now, I will definitely go to the Amplified Classic for, for a good reason. And the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Please remember that. Verse four, enter into his gates with thanksgiving into his and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name for the lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations and so ladies and gentlemen we realize the bible says we should enter into God's gates with thanksgiving and we should come into his courts with praise. Why? So let's put this together. The Bible says, be thankful unto him and bless his name. We're going to come to that part in a moment. That's really key for tonight, that we should bless his name. So when you're giving thanks, the name of the Lord is really critical. But let's understand why the Bible encourages us to give thanks because that will automatically thanksgiving does the following thanksgiving creates an environment that god can dwell in that means the lord's presence will fill where you are and thanksgiving allows you to go to where God is so that things that that the way things are around the Lord the way things are where God is where God is in control where God's word holds sway completely will become a reality to you effectively God will show up in your circumstances and you will find yourself in his presence and that changes whatever you might be going through. And so the Bible says, when you are in any situation, whether it be good, quote unquote, or adverse, the Bible says, give thanks. Why? Because that will bring the Lord into the center of it. And then the outcome will be exactly what he wants to happen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, in everything we're going through, the Bible encourages us to give thanks because thanksgiving creates an atmosphere that God himself can dwell in. The Bible says the following, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his court with praise. Remember what we said last week, and I'll go there, and then I want to jump on something really quickly. Turn with me, ladies and gentlemen, to Psalm chapter 22, and we are going to look at verse 3. The Bible says, but thou art holy, 
O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. That means, ladies and gentlemen, when you start giving thanks, you create an atmosphere that is attractive to the almighty God, and he inhabits where you are. So all of a sudden, when you begin to give God thanks, when you begin to celebrate his name, when you begin to honor him, he fills where you are. And that means when you are in a good place, what happens next will be God's will. When you are in a negative place, what happens next will be God's will. And the Lord says the key is thanksgiving. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we realize, and tonight we have, uh, because we are wrapping up tonight, we're going to get to an end. So uh, there's something I want you to notice. Come back with me for a moment to Psalm 100, verse 3. Psalm 100, verse 3. And you see, in verse 3, the Bible says something, and this is the reason we give thanks. The Bible says, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Pause for a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, what that says is that you are not a fabrication of your own making. You are not here because you decided, okay, you know what? I'm just going to pick, I'm going to pick London, England, 2022. I'm just going to show up and this is what's going to happen. No, the Bible says that God created you deliberately and God's plans and purposes for you are good. And so that means somebody is responsible for you. And I want you to please keep that in mind. The second thing I want you to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that means where you are is not an accident. Whatever you're going through is not an accident. The missing ingredient is always the almighty God. If the almighty God steps into where you are, if God comes to where you are, then in all sincerity, where you are is going to change and, it's, and the will and intention of the almighty God is going to turn around. Now, last, I want to say this before I, 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 I'm going to go to an example and then we're going to have some fun. I'm, I'm excited and I'm not going to hide it. It's just going to be wonderful. Turn with me to Psalms 23. Remember, in Psalm 100, verse 3, the Bible says, you are the sheep of his pasture. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 says the following. The Lord is my shepherd. Then the Bible says, this is key. So if you are his sheep, he is your shepherd. Now, ladies and gentlemen, hold on to this with all your heart. The Bible says, I shall not want. That means there is no need that I have that the shepherd has not taken care of. That means there is no requirement. There is no expectation. There is no circumstance that I am going through that God has not taken care of. And this is what I want you to realize. And so when the Bible says we are the sheep of his pasture, when we give thanks, we realize, God, I'm not in this alone. The law, and this is what I want you to realize, many times you will only see the way out when you realize God is with you. He has never left you and he will never forsake you. The Bible says, and then, you know, Psalm 23 is wonderful. And I'm just going to read through it and I'm sure it's going to encourage somebody. And then we'll go on to speaking about his name. Remember, so we are the sheep of his pastor. So God's present. And this is what the Bible says in Psalm 23. The Bible says, he maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. That means he makes sure I arrive at provision. He determines what is good provision for me. He determines that what I require at any point in time, that which I need to eat and that which I need to drink. And so will it be for you, ladies and gentlemen. Our God is a miracle worker, as you're about to see. And he will make sure that you have everything you need. The Bible says he restoreth my soul. 
He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That means when you are walking with the Lord, God takes care of your needs and requirements. So when you find yourself in a challenge or when you find yourself in a good place and they say, well, it's good now, but it's not going to be good forever. Or it is not great now. It's going to stay that way. Start giving thanks. Now, not giving thanks for the trouble. Begin to give thanks for the God who is with you in the trouble. I want you to begin to realize, ladies and gentlemen, when you begin to acknowledge that God, you are here. You are in control. You've never lost control. Father, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the covenant keeping God. You are the all seeing one, knowing God. And most of all, you're present and you are my shepherd. That means my requirements and my safety are your responsibility. It is, I'm walking a path that you have designed. So ladies and gentlemen, we begin to realize this is what it means to be the sheep of God's pasture. The Holy Spirit says I should read to the end and I will do so. Um, The Bible says in verse four, the following, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And this is why, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Verse five says, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Ladies and gentlemen, the key, notice it says, I will not be afraid because you are with me. That means you are standing with the God who says, for me, nothing is impossible. So Psalm 46 says it better than I can. Verse seven, the Bible's, and when you look at it, when you read the description of trouble, when you read the description of chaos, Notice the Bible says it that I can read from verse one, Psalm 46, verse one. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will, will we, not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, pause for a moment. That means there is absolute chaos. Everything goes wrong. The person that, I mean, if you've lost a loved one, if you've lost a job, or if you've lost something, or I mean, something has gone majorly wrong. The Bible says the difference is that God is your refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Not and he's not helpless. He's not just say, oh, "Okay, let's hold hands and hold to, hold on till this storm passes." No, we are talking about the God who created the universe. The God says, "When I say, let there be light, darkness has to shift. When I say, healing shows up, healing will show up. You are not on your own." And the Bible says that God is present. And we've got. Let's just have a look at verse seven. The, let's look and look at verse seven. And the key in the middle of the chaos is as follows. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. That means God hasn't shown up alone. He's shown up with everything necessary to turn your situations around. And the Bible says, for that reason, we give thanks. That God, I know, that you are in control. I declare that you are in control. I declare that you are my healer. You are my provider. You are the one who keeps me. You are the one who guides me. You are my righteousness. You are my strength. God, I'm not alone. I am here with you. I give thanks because you have been faithful to all generations. I give thanks because God, without you, I wouldn't be here. I thank God 
Father Almighty God, because without you, I would. my salvation is based upon you. There's nothing they can do. It's too late. I can't, the Holy Spirit has filled me. Your word is with me. You are my guide. You are my strength and on and on and on. And what you realize is you drive home the point to your circumstances that God is with you and it is going to turn out the way he said. Nobody said it will be quick. Sometimes it will, but it is going to be real because God said so. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's why we are encouraged to give thanks. Now, let's have a look at when Jesus gave thanks and let's see. And then we'll look at um, another element of thanksgiving. So in all situations, we're meant to give thanks. Come with me, ladies and gentlemen. This is a live situation. John chapter six. John chapter six. And I read, I'm going to read from verse one and I'm going to read from verse to verse 12. And now the key, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to remember the key is thanksgiving does something. And by the time we leave tonight, by God's grace, you'll understand that. So I'm going to read. Forgive me if I go a little bit quickly. John chapter six, verse one. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. It was Passover weekend. Um, and when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him and said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? Verse 10. And this, ladies and gentlemen, leads us to our focus verse. And Jesus said, make the men sit down, create order. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, likewise of the fish as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. And the Bible says in verse 13, this is where we'll stop. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus did something when he had a need. He saw the crowd. He realized this is Passover weekend. These guys are not going to be able to hold the Passover as the Lord had asked them. They're all here. We have to do something. So we have to do what? Bread and fish. We have to literally break bread together. And the Bible says in verse 11, he was given something little. Somebody gave up everything. That's a different, different sermon. And we're going to get into that. We really will. Not tonight, but we will get into that. The, the lad gave him everything. And the Bible says Jesus took what was obviously not enough. And what does he do? He gives thanks. Then he says to disciples, share it out. Notice the question you have to ask yourself is, what did Jesus give thanks for? He didn't give thanks, say, God, this is five loaves, two fishes, these are, you know, 5,000 people. We are in a really dire situation. 
Thank you. The Bible says when you are giving thanks, you give thanks to the name of the Lord. That means you thank, celebrate. The word thanksgiving is where we get the word praise, where we get the word hallelujah, where we get the word. And so what you begin to realize is you begin to acknowledge as true what God has said he is to us. If you turn in your Bibles, and I, I would encourage you to, to please, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. So we understand what happens when we give thanks. And the Bible says, through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. So, ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus gave thanks, he turned to the Father and he said, Lord, I thank you. What does he thank God for? That God, you are the God, the covenant-keeping God, who is more than enough. You are the God that when Israel was in the wilderness, you fed three and a half million people with bread and flesh. You are the God who said that if we trust you, you will multiply all of a sudden we begin to realize Jesus begins to declare over what he is holding, who God is. Turn with me, please, ladies and gentlemen, so we understand that. Turn with me so we understand that when you are giving thanks, you are giving thanks to the name of the Lord. Turn with me, please, to Genesis chapter 15. And I'm going to read from verse one. And I'm actually only going to read verse one. And the Bible says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, fear not, Abraham, Abraham, I am your shield and your abundant compensation. Your re and your reward shall be exceedingly great. That's where we get the name of the Lord that says he's El Shaddai. I am the God that is more than enough. I am the many-breasted one. I'm the strong and mighty God. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what you realize, what was Jesus doing when he was giving thanks? He was celebrating the fact that, God, you said this is who you are. You said, this is what you will do. You said, this is what you will do for us by covenant. And that's what I want you to realize. That's why the, that, that's one of the things where it, the Bible says, giving thanks to the name of the Lord. And all of a sudden you begin to realize that this is something that God is now doing. And so what happens? The person of the Lord multiplies what is available to make it look like him and it becomes what more than enough jesus gives thanks to god that god i thank you thank you for what you've given me thank you for what it is you will do the rest and the bible says god transfers his ability into what was available and it multiplies God multiplies it. And ladies and gentlemen, let me say this really carefully. In this season, so will the Lord do for you. As you give thanks, when your salary comes in, don't think, or when, when the payments come in, or when your, the, the rewards of your business come in, and it's like, well, this is not going to be enough for the next six weeks, start giving thanks. That God, this is what we have. The rest is in your hands. We thank you because you are faithful. We thank you because you are you.
We thank you because you are good. And the Bible says there will be a change and there will be a difference because God knows how to meet your need a lot better than you can imagine. So ladies and gentlemen, let's understand. So that's Jesus. Jesus gave thanks and 5,000 people were fed. And so that's just one example. Come with me, ladies and gentlemen, please. And then we're going to go through something for about 15 minutes. It's going to be fun. Um, come with me, please. Let's see what the Lord says, that this is what God himself says about Thanksgiving. Come with me to Psalm chapter 50. We're going to read verses 14 and 15. Psalms 50 verses 14 and 15. And the Bible says the following. Offer unto God thanksgiving. So what did Jesus do? He offered to God first. He said, Lord, thank you. Then he said, and pay thy vows unto the most high. Keep your promises. The Lord had told Israel on this particular day, this is what you do during Passover. They kept the word. They did what God said. And the Bible says the following, verse 15. And call upon who? Me. In the day of trouble, I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hear me well. When you, when the Bible says, start with thanksgiving, thank, begin to thank God in all your situations so God becomes real. His power is beyond words. So when you begin to thank God, he begins to make real what he has said about himself. And the Bible says, offer unto God the sack, unto God thanksgiving. In the Amplified Bible, it says, offer unto God the sacrifice of thanksgiving. That means you may not have a lot of it, but offer it to God. Pay your vows. That means just trust, stick with the Lord, hold on to God. And the Bible says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. And the Lord says, I will deliver you and you shall honor and glorify me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do something because I want you to, I, 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 I'm going to go through a few examples in a minute of what it means to give thanks to the name of the Lord. But just before I do, there's a verse there and this and I'll say this because I need the person to know that God knows. What I'm about to explain is for someone. The Bible says in Psalm 50 verses 14 and 15, offer unto God thanksgiving. But then it says, and pay thy vows. That means keep your word to me. Do what I said you should do. And there's somebody out there saying that, God, all I can do is hold on. I'm just holding on. Come with me, please, ladies and gentlemen, to Isaiah chapter 50. Isaiah 50, and we'll go to verse 10. We'll go to verse 10 because of time. I would love to break it down in detail, but this is for someone. When the Bible says, pay your vows, it's not always asking you to bring something material. It's all he's asking you to do is trust me. Stick with me. I will see you through this trial. Isaiah 50 verse 10. This is why Thanksgiving is amazing. Isaiah 50 verse 10 says the following. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light. And I know I'm describing somebody's situation. Hear me well. Let him trust in what? The name of the Lord 
and stay. That means stick with upon his God. So when you are just holding on day to day, when the payments are piling up, when it looks like things are challenging, when it looks like they're going to take the house, or it looks like things are deteriorating, the Lord says, stick with me, that I am God and I will not let you down. And the Bible says, when you offer to God thanksgiving, what do you do? He says, focus on my name, that which I have revealed that this is who I am and I am faithful to who I am and I will bring you out of whatever you are going through. And the Bible is replete with examples and you will become one of those testimonies. And I'm speaking to somebody, hold on, stick with it. And notice, nobody can stop you giving thanks. It might feel crazy when it starts, but when the Holy Ghost kicks in, you will realize you have more to give thanks for than you ever could imagine. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when the Bible says, give thanks to his name, let me run through carefully for you, maybe four or five names of the Lord that I really pray help you. And these are the kind of things that you want to, you want to look at. And so we've already looked at one. One of them is found in Psalm 23, and that is the name, the, the Lord God, my shepherd. And what does that mean? That means the Lord will lead you. The Lord will protect. The Lord will provide. The Lord will strengthen. And the Lord will confront any challenge that comes to you. Sheep don't fight wolves. Shepherds fight wolves. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when you're going through a really difficult time and you don't know which way to turn, I want you to begin to just pause for a moment. And I want you to begin to give thanks. To who? The Lord God who is your shepherd. That God, I know that you are with me. I know that you will never leave me. I know that I will be all right. I know that you have gone before me and I know that you are behind me at the same time. I know that if I confront anything on this journey, you, O oh Lord, will take care of it and just begin to give thanks for, for, to God for that. Begin to give thanks because he is faithful to his name. And so this is something I want you to keep in mind. God is faithful. And God will not let you down. So let's look at let's look at about three or four, and then we'll close on one particular verse. And then, the, so when you're giving thanks, now let's say you, you're you're thinking, and please keep this in mind. Let's say you are going through a, an illness, and I want you to hold on to the word of God. The Bible says that God is the Lord God, your healer. Now let me explain something. Not only can he remake any part of your body so that it functions properly, but he said that I will be responsible for removing sickness from who you are. I'm the one that is, I'm the healer. Not only can I restore the damage, but I'll take away the cause. And the Bible says in Exodus 23 verse 25. Exodus 23, verse 25, the Bible says, and the Lord God will bless your bread and your water. And the Bible says, and he will take sickness away from the midst of you. The Bible says that when you're giving thanks, you are giving thanks saying that, God, I know that you are my healer. And I know that you have provided healing through the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I know that there's nothing in my body that you cannot recreate restore, re-empower. I know that there is no circumstance or situation that is too hard for you. There's nothing that happens. And then you begin to thank God that this is the God I know. And listen, keep going until it becomes real. And when you begin to say it, and when you begin to declare it, it will become real as you're going along. And that's what it means to give thanks. You see, sometimes we, 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 we reduce thanksgiving to 
When God gives us something, we say thank you. No, thanksgiving is when you declare. Thanksgiving is when you glorify. Thanksgiving is when you celebrate. Celebrate the stories in the Bible where God has proved himself faithful. That God, this is how you healed the lady who was barren. This is how you healed the paralytic person. This is how you healed this person. This is how you healed the centurion servant. And I thank you, God, that you gave me those examples so I can trust you. This is what I want you to realize. This is what Thanksgiving does in any situation. Now, let's also understand, oh, uh, there's so many, and I'm, I'm, I'm being very careful to pick them, and I really pray these speak to different people. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says um, that the Lord God is your banner. Now, this is found in Exodus chapter 17, verse 15. Israel were confronted with an enemy that they didn't have a quarrel with. The, the enemy came after them. And the Bible says that God fought the battle on their behalf. And he said, until I am done, until this enemy is removed, I will always have war with Amalek. Exodus 17 verse 15. And the name that, the, that Moses was given at that point in time is that the Lord God is your banner. To a banner in battle, all the armies or the resources or the soldiers gather. And so I want you to realize that when you're going through something, you can say that you, oh Lord, are my banner. You are the one, Father Almighty God, to, you are the Lord of hosts. I know you are with me, and I know that you are not on, I'm, you didn't come by yourself. You came with everything necessary to deal with what I'm being confronted with. I know for a fact that your angels encamp around me. I know for a fact that you are my defense and my keeper. All of a sudden, what will happen? You will create an atmosphere. You will create a place that God dwells in. And he will make real what you are declaring out of your mouth. We realize, ladies and gentlemen, I don't, I don't want to lose this. And I know we're, we're slowly running out of time, but think about it. The Bible is very clear. In Genesis 22, Abraham had a desperate need that God, I need you to do something I've never seen anybody do. I need that if, Lord, I'm giving you this boy, but Lord, I need you to bring him back. And the Bible says the name that of the Lord that the Lord revealed to Abraham is that I am your provider, that I will see to it. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what you need. The Bible says God will provide for you from his riches in glory. God said, there's nothing that you're going to bring to me that is too hard. Genesis chapter 18, verse 14. Is there anything, any word, any utterance, any promise or any assurance that is too hard for the Lord? No. So you can begin to declare that God, you are the God of the impossible. I thank you because you do the impossible. I thank you because you know my needs minutely. I thank you because you're my father. I thank you because you know what I have need of. I thank you because this situation will turn around to praise you. And what you begin to do, ladies and gentlemen, is you are lifting up and celebrating who the Lord is. The Bible says God will confirm your words. Why? He is faithful. And that changes any situation. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible encourages us. And let's keep this in mind. I'm, 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 I, I could go on and on and on. There are many, many names of God. One day we'll just spend a whole session and we'll go through the names of God. He is the Lord God Almighty. He is the Lord God. There is nobody higher. He is the Lord God, your banner. He's the Lord God, your healer. He's the God who sees you. He's the Lord God who is your shepherd. He's the God who is present. You are not alone in this matter. He's the Lord God, your righteousness. And we can go on and on and on. 
But I want to bring it home, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says, for everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. And give thanks in the name of the Lord because God's not out of control. And this is what I want you to remember. You're giving thanks to the Lord God. And this is one of the things I want you to remember about him. And it's this. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'm going to read verse 13. We'll just do verse 13 because we're coming to a close tonight. And I really pray this helps somebody. And the Bible says the following, why are we giving thanks? And this is, and I want you to really hold on to this because it, it secures your heart. It allows you to believe and be confident and to keep going, even in very difficult circumstances. I'm going to read verse 13. The Bible says the following, for no temptation, no trial regarding as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. You will not go through anything that God has not made sure you will be all right on the other side. But let's keep reading. But God is faithful. Now, let, please listen to what the Bible says. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. The Bible says the following, but God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature. That means the promises he made to you, he is faithful and to his compassionate nature. That means he loves you and nothing is going to change that. And ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says the combination of the two ensure the following. And he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he will always also provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. This is what I want you to realize. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And I was reading from the Amplified Classic version of the Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, God is faithful. He can be trusted. And so when you begin to give thanks, I want you to realize you are not reaching out to an unwilling savior. You are reaching out to a God who is present, able, almighty, faithful, compassionate, and caring. And the Bible says, because of that fact, when things go right, give thanks. Acknowledge, glorify, and celebrate the God you serve. When things go wrong, give thanks. Declare, reiterate, Hold on, speak loudly, the God you serve. And ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, God says, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will honor and glorify you. Thanksgiving makes prayer functional. And so ladies and gentlemen, tonight as we bring this to a close as we bring this particular season of looking at our hearts and looking making sure you have a a a, um, a healthy heart as we begin to bring this session to a close ladies and gentlemen i want you to realize something as we lift our voices let's join our faith tonight and we thank god for the opportunity to just lift our voices we thank god that we can come alongside our brothers and sisters and we declare the father almighty god 
irrespective of the circumstances, you are God and everything else is not. We declare, therefore, my father, that which is yours caused to come to your people. Father Almighty God, as they lift their voice in thanksgiving, sometimes it might be a whisper, sometimes it might be a scream, sometimes it might be in tears, and sometimes it might be in joy. But Father, in all of those things, make yourself real. Be faithful to your word. Let everything you promise through Jesus Christ become theirs. That means, Father, those who tonight need healing, let healing come. Those tonight who need a breakthrough, Father, let the breakthrough come. Those who need provision, those who need wisdom, insight, understanding, let it come. And Father Almighty God, we join our faith and we say, Father Almighty God, for this nation and for every nation represented, we ask you to heal. Step in. There are many without a voice who don't know you and they are desperate who need you. And we join our faith and we say, please, Lord, for their sake and for the sake of your name, heal. Step in, my Father. We worship you and we just give you thanks, praise, honor, and glory. Father, tonight, let this be a week of miracles. We celebrate you, my Father, and we give you praise. Ladies and gentlemen, before I go, I would like to reiterate something. Tomorrow, Tuesday, 7 o'clock, if you can get to church, please do so. We're going to be praying together. It's going to be wild. If you can't get to church, please take that hour, tune in. We're going to be streaming the prayer meetings. It's just going to be for one hour, and we're going to be giving it everything we've got to pray specifically for what is the cost of living crisis and, and so that the most vulnerable, those who really need a breakthrough, those who really need help, will find it. I encourage you to please join in. I hope you've had a wonderful night tonight. May God bless you, and we'll see you next week, Monday. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful night.